1: It's Sippin' Time!
0: Oh yes, it's Sippin' Time again. Hello and welcome to this Sips episode, where everything good in life is worth discussing as always we are the best thing on at 2 a.m this is a one-hour show that's somewhat mildly entertaining for about 23 minutes i'm going for 27 today man going hey, for 27. don't overshoot i know you're watching the olympics you're getting excited we are banned in oh, 11 countries three states two roll counties, tide. and the dog won't even talk to you anymore because you're an alabama fan uh this is Maid man bob joining to me today our good old boy harmeet howdy Maid Man Maury, good morning, and good old boy Allen.
1: Hey, how's everybody out there?
0: Maury and myself, we're with the Bourbon Mafia. Uh, the Bourbon Mafia is a nonprofit organization composed of high-end bourbon enthusiasts and industry professionals. With representation in seven states, our members combine a love of bourbon with a passion for charitable work. The group uses their love of our native spirit to raise money for local and national charities through rare bottle auctions and other themed events.
2: I have to just say, though, I I appreciate the Bourbon Mafia and everything you guys do, but it's not just high-end bourbon you guys appreciate. You like some really pretty scary stuff, too.
0: Yeah, and (laughs) (laughs) what's wrong with that? (laughs) I I, I drink scotch, too, and Irish, and and vodka, and anything else I can get. Plenty of American craft whiskey. Absolutely. A little moonshine here and there, too. Oh, no, never not, because that would be illegal. tisk (laughs) disc. Our show is also sponsored in part by The Bourbon Review, a quarterly magazine and online source for all things bourbon. You can find them on Facebook or at their website at www.gobourbon.com. Go Bourbon! And also from Fine Spirits in Cooper City, Florida, home of the enigmatic machines, serving great wines, whiskeys, and other spirits by the glass. You can find them at www.finespirits.net. Thanks, Bob. By the way, I just want our listeners to know,
2: Cooper City is a suburb of Fort Lauderdale. So if you're in the Miami or Fort Lauderdale area, please come visit us. It's really suburban hell, but we're not that scary.
3: (laughs) But the one thing you do have that's quite unique is the ability to taste spirits by the uh, sip or by the pour do Enomatic machines, which I've never seen anybody have an Enomatic with uh, scotch and bourbon uh, besides your store. We
2: were the first in the state. I think there's a couple more people trying to do that now, but I actually take the time to calibrate the machine, so you'll actually get your
3: milliliters that you pay for. Well, but there are some stores that are starting to pop up with them, but they're primarily wine, yeah. which is a nice way to try before you buy. But I love the fact that you do both wine and uh, spirits. And spirits, Oh, yeah. Well,
0: I've got a water cooler that's got a five-gallon jug full of uh, Jim Beam, but, you know, that's just me. Uh, well, you know, your taste will eventually improve. <laughs> or he'll die. Or I'll die, yeah. You know. Liver, who needs one? Our sip segments are all about wine, distilled spirits, tea, coffee, and today's show is a distiller's takeover show featuring products from the Glen Goyne Distillery. We'll cover some background on the distillery as well as the individual products we'll be tasting. Our samples today were graciously provided to us by Nick Potter and Pedro Marten- uh, Martinez from Shaw Ross International. Thanks, Pedro and Nick. And here's a short list of what we're going to be going to discuss today. We've got the Glen Goyne 10. We've got the Glen Glen Twelve. We've got the fifteen year. We've got the eighteen year, and we've got the twenty-one year. What happened to the twenty-five, man? I didn't get one. <laughs> you okay. didn't rate, brother. All, All right, fun. so not so many thanks then, Nick and Pedro. Well, I don't know. Maybe one one might have come, and I just drank it. So <laughs> <laughs> they'll, they'll but be but an it was so good you forgot. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah. Today today we're going over single malt. So. why why are you doing this to me you're the one playing it come on
2: come on my, my brother-in-law plays
0: a bagpipe i'm there i married are. that white there i'm just go. saying okay all right and here's our mate he's going to give us a, a brief history of the Glen glenguin distillery
2: all right roll tide my brother-in-law is a, a, a fireman who plays, yeah thank you yeah there you go okay Glenn Goins um, route <laughs> okay oh, thanks bob <laughs> (laughs) Glen Goyne's roots can be traced back to 1833 when George Connell built the first uh, Brunfoot distillery at the site. I love how they say, we're Glen Goyne, but it was Brunfoot distillery first. All these guys talk about the first barn built on their site, that's when we were established. Anyway, one of the original warehouses from that era still stands today. Hence, 1833, huh? In 1876, go. the distillery was sold to the Lang brothers of Glasgow, who rena- who renamed it the Glengoyne Distillery. And that comes from the Gaelic word of Glenguin, which means uh,
3: the Glen of the Wild Geese. Well, of course it does. Don't you speak Gaelic? Of course. And, and Glen means valley. I see Hence, the wild right? geese on the back of the bottle. Exactly. Nice.
2: Wild goose tastes good. That's all I know. <laughs> to this day, their logo incorporates the images of the geese. Good call, Maury. The distillery was subsequently acquired in 1965 by Robertson and Baxter Group, which later became the Edrington Group. We all know and love these guys. In 1984, the owners became suppliers of whiskeys to the Queen Mother, Her Majesty Queen Elizabeth's Household, and the Royal Warrant is featured on the Glengoyne products. In 2003, Ian McLeod Distillers acquired Glengoyne Distillery. And Glengoyne right now is located in the village of Dumgoyne. Alan, do you have anything to say about this?
1: No, but it sounds like something that is anti-Semitic, like Glenn Goyam, and I don't like it.
2: Glenn Go- no. It's, it's, well, it's not dumb Goyam, it's, it's dumb <laughs> on
1: the West
0: Coast. Leave the rest of us Goyam out of this, smart guy.
2: <laughs> so, we've got a culturally diverse crowd at the, at the radio, yeah. at, the, at, the, at the station today. So, Dumgoyne's on the West Coast near Loch Lomond, north of Glasgow. It's classified as a highland malt, but the distillery sits along the highland line, which is the boundary line between the highland and the
3: lowlands. Their aging warehouse... So so that would make it a low highland whiskey. Yeah. Mm,
0: Or Or a
2: high high lowland. lowland.
0: Yeah. A mid one, high lowland. They're on the line. They're on the border. They get to choose. It actually goes through the the (laughs) property, the line. That's
2: cool. Well, their aging warehouse, which is on the property, is on the lowland side. So that's what, those are the Dunnage Warehouse, they call it. And they're doing this old school. The Dunnage Warehouse has an earthen floor. And uh, so that that really in encourages the old school way of uh, uh, aging. You've got the, the water source is uh, the Glengoyne Burn. And it, flo- it flows from Dumgoyne Hill through the distillery grounds to Loch Lomond. They have a... Uh, Glengoyne operates under... Uh, a set of guiding principles there's six of them and they feel that this sets their spirit apart from everyone else. The first principle is their barley is air dried and not peated at all. So there's no peating they're not doing kill drying they're doing old school very old very long drying of air air drying. The second is patience which they have no choice because they're doing air drying. But (laughs) their stills run at the slowest. They must be
0: married if they're practicing patience.
2: And they also have a very slow still, 5 liters per minute rather than the normal 12 or 15. So it sounds like they've got, um, uh, I guess it's a uh, prostate problem too. The third, the third principle is wood management. Glenn Goyne has been purchasing... Saw palmetto
0: berries, that, that helps. Uh. Yeah, saw palmetto, <laughs> yeah.
3: <laughs> Can make it a version of gin.
0: Wait, 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 wait. wait. We, 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 do have the urologist here at the table, so he should be able to well, give we, us all we need to know about. Yes, him. absolutely. <laughs> so, what's what's the normal flow rate? Five liters
2: per minute with a with an enormous process?
0: <laughs> well,
2: uh, and we've been drinking, folks. In case you can't tell, we enjoy this show.
1: Mm, uh, I love scotch. I love scotch. Scotchy, scotch is got scotch. Here it goes
2: down, down into my belly.
3: Yes. There's no way you can talk about scotch without drinking scotch. That's yeah. right. Yeah.
2: So are we on principle number three yet? Oh, yeah, it's number three, wood management. And This is really important. I like the fact that these guys actually do, they pay attention. To listen, it.
3: don't talk about your personal wood. Let's talk about the Glen Goyne. Glen
2: Goyne's wood. All right. <laughs> I, I tell my wife <laughs> wood management wood. is very important, but she doesn't listen. Glen Goyne has been purchasing their sherry casks from the exact same family for over 100 years. So apparently they, somebody got something right and they're sticking with it. The fourth principle is maturation. The casks are matured only three casks high on that earthen floor dunnage warehouse. And the fifth principle is natural color. Although it's legal, Glengoyne does not add caramel color to any of its whiskeys. And the final principle, number six, is tradition. They've been producing, producing whiskey the same way since 1833.
3: Wow. Well, I got to say, I really appreciate the fact that they don't add distiller's caramel. I think it's a lack of transparency when some of the other distilleries add it. I think the color, although not affecting taste whatsoever, I think does give you an indication of what the aging process has been like, what the barrels have been like, and a lighter whiskey is a lighter whiskey. But th- that's, that, that's barrel dependent, but the thing is too many people think that color is an indication of quality, and it really isn't. No, but, but you, can, uh, you can obscure that quality by adding caramel, and yeah. I find it ironic that uh, Scotland that's so traditional, so full of rules, so many things you can and can't do, allows caramel where we don't really traditionally yeah. allow that in the United oh, States. Oh,
0: I am I'm, I'm absolutely with you. I mean the SWA is is militant. I mean at, you can ask John Glazer about the problems he's run into trying to change sure. the most minor things and they allow you to put a color in to alter the color. Whereas in you know, in Bourbon Country, they don't allow you to add anything other than spirit into a barrel. So That's correct. That that in and of itself is, is definitely something that I'd 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 prefer to see the natural color because colored, you know, again, like we discussed before, doesn't mean doesn't mean that much to me.
2: I don't think like the the spirits like to be called colored.
0: <laughs> There's only one colored person here. Okay, okay, Alabama boy. I, I'm a person of color. So, oh, sorry,
3: person of color.
2: I, I'm a person of India. I'm I'm a, a natural mellow brown.
3: Yes. Oh, nice. <laughs> cafe au
0: lait you're from, you're not from the wife the wife likes it i don't know my grandmother was an indian and uh, you don't talk like her you know i think we talked right over the point where we, we should have done the sips ratings feather. <laughs> we call that
3: feather not dot yeah, yeah. well we'll yeah. come
0: back and do the sips ratings in a minute. cabby, not casino
4: Look to the left, to the right Keep your eyes on the road, my darling Wondering if we're only passing through Open roads and open windows My hand is yours forever
0: all right, we're back, and we are talking about some fine scotches from the Glen Goyne Distillery. Uh, Harm had just given us some information about the distillery, and now we're going to have good old boy Alan tell us a little bit more about our Sips ratings. Alan.
1: These ratings are very unique. We will be tasting and discussing these whiskeys and rating them with the Sips ratings, plus our signature sounds. Here are the ratings now. One. Give me a glass of water to wash my mouth out.
4: Water.
1: That's our <laughs> meat, in case you didn't know. <laughs> yeah, I do that every time. Nice. But what the hell else do you have?
4: Well, isn't that nice?
1: <laughs> hmm, interesting. What was this again?
4: interesting.
1: Let's keep this secret to ourselves. Pour me another, please. That's
2: classified. No one
1: ever says please, man. <laughs> <laughs> oh my! I was unaware anything could be as good as this. Oh my goodness! Yes! Yes! yes.
0: Again, that's the sound no one at this table has ever heard. Okay. All right, thanks, Alan. Now, let's get right into it. Harm's gonna introduce our first product, so take it away, Harmy. All right.
2: Uh the first product we're gonna to review today is the Glengoyne 40 year old. Unlike any of the other whiskeys today we're tasting, this is actually at 40% ABV or A. 10 year old,
0: not 40 year old.
3: <laughs> Did I say 40 year old?
0: <laughs> yep. Yep. You said
3: 40. <laughs> Have another one. Yep. Have oh another wow! One. <laughs> you read I the A B V. I swear!
2: I swear! I said ten year old. Nope. We're gonna go back to the tape. Yep. Nope. All right. So the the ten uh, year old is forty percent A B V, eighty proof. The blend for this particular single malt is fifteen percent aged in first fill sherry casks, fifteen percent aged in first fill bourbon casks, and seventy percent in refill casks. Now they don't say which refills, but uh, that's what we got. Refilled Indian casks. Indian casks, there you go. So, the, uh, first off, the color is uh, it's beautiful pale gold. It was clear. And the nose was sweet. Um, I got a lot of apple and barley. Uh, I think uh, some other people at the table mentioned. Well, I'll let other people do their own reviews. I got apple and barley on that, and I got a little bit of toffee. Good, good amount of sweet toffee on there. The palate was grassy. Uh, I got uh, some ni- nice licorice and other... Um, spice coming through a little bit of clove actually with me um when i added the cold water to it i got more spice and then the green apple came out the finish was malty dry but not too dry a little bit light at the end i thought this was a really very approachable whiskey there was nothing wrong with it. i I think any anyone could appreciate this with whiskey whether you drink scotch irish american whatever this was a great starter whiskey, and I was just so impressed that this was a 10-year-old that tasted this well. I gave it a four, uh, four sips. All right.
4: Excellent. That's classified. Hey, no. And
3: what did you think? So let's keep this a well, secret. Well, I've got to concur with her meat, as much as I hate to admit it. Um, I thought it was extremely pleasant. Uh, I thought it was a great daily sipper. I thought it was an approachable whiskey for almost anybody. Not just scotch drinkers, but I think it's a great intro for American whiskey drinkers and bourbon drinkers. I called it a scotch for bourbon drinkers. Um, I thought it was, it was really, really pleasant, balanced. There was nothing offensive about it. Um, I agree with just about everything Harmeet said about the, uh, uh, the tasting. And I think that uh, it's something that everybody should have in their... Uh, in their back bar i too gave it a solid four sips
4: That's
1: classified all right how one would you think i think this is one of the best aperitif whiskeys that i've tried in a long while uh i've never been one to believe that older whiskeys are better and this is just lovely uh i've enjoyed it i've tasted through the range but you know what? After going through the range and coming back to the 10-year-old, not only is it a great aperitif whiskey, this is a whiskey you can enjoy all night if you're with the right company, not like I am now.
3: Now, now, I, yeah, thanks. Well, I agree. It drinks like a much more mature whiskey. It doesn't, a lot of people will turn their nose up at a 10-year-old Scotch. Mm. But the fact is that it really drinks very nicely, and uh, whiskey mature beyond its uh, and e- years. Even
2: if you're not with the right company, just just add a little bit more to your glass, and the the company will be improved.
0: Yeah, I mean, I've, some of the best whiskeys I've had are not 20 or 30 years old; are are young whiskeys. I mean, there's a lot to be said, especially uh, with Islas. Um, Alan's really the one that turned me on to to younger Islas, and they're an entirely different beast altogether. You know, a six or eight year old i was apparently compared to a 15 or a 20 year old i mean it's it, i mean they're entirely different so what's your sips
1: on a visual level i swirled the whiskey around in my Glen Carn glass and i'm watching the legs develop and the legs are coming down the glass beautifully uh sort of like betty grable legs but what that tells you is there are a lot of fusel oils in the whiskey and it's those oils that hold the flavor and the taste and this 10 year old really has it all uh i'm very pleased with it it's uh 80 proof and you know who knows what it would taste like if it was a little bit uh, stronger at 83 but i can tell you i think they've really hit a a pinnacle with this one
2: all right what's your rate how many sips do you give it
1: i think i'd have to give this four and a half Right. There's no
2: half sips, my friend.
0: It's four.
1: <laughs> okay, I'll give it four, Quest. there's more to come. There you go.
0: Yeah, I agree with, I, I agree with Alan on one, one particular point. Um, yeah, it, it drinks beyond its age. It, it's got a great mouthfeel to it. Um, but I, I would like to see this. All the other ones we tried in this range were 43 ABV. This is 40, which doesn't sound like a, a big difference. And, and theoretically, it's not. But I would like to try this at a higher ABV maybe 43 or 45 um
2: i want a cast strength
0: version. I, yeah i well you know the, 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 there's you know let's face it the guys that are at this table that are on this show are cast strength fiends um pretty much to a man um i prefer cast strength because it allows me to taste it number one the way that god made it and number two it allows me to bring it down to whatever level i prefer that day and that changes from day to day with me so i'd rather have the higher abv just to see what it really came out like um but you know i i, I think it was a good solid a good solid whiskey i really couldn't say a bad thing about it and i gave it a four. all right the unanimous four sips
3: <laughs> and bob i'll just echo that i we don't really know why they chose to do uh ABV, whether that was just try to keep the price down as their entry level, as sometimes we see. But I agree that uh, for a couple dollars more, I think it would be well
0: worth at least keeping the proof in line with the others. I think when Angus was filling the tank, maybe he nodded off a little bit and a little too much water went in. Maybe that was it. (laughs) But I agree with you. I think
3: this wine could, uh, this wine, wow, this scotch could only improve uh, uh, with
0: another couple points Mm -hmm. on uh, ABV. Well, speaking of a couple more points on ABV and a little more age, we'll have Maury uh, tell you some about our next product.
3: Okay, thank you, Bob. Our next product is the Glen Goyne 12-year-old Scotch single malt whiskey. It is clocking in at 43% as will the next uh, four whiskeys we're going to try today. This one was a 2013 gold medal winner at the San Francisco World Spirits Competition. Uh, In terms of the blend, we're going to now see a trend here, 20% first fill sherry casks as opposed to 15 prior, 20% first fill bourbon casks, and again 60% refill without a clear breakdown. This has a little bit more color, it's definitely got a rich golden color to it. On the nose, I get some honey, I get a little bit of coconut, and a little bit of wood. On the palette. It's a very nice uh, mouthfeel. I think it's got more body than the 10. Uh, I think there's a little bit more uh, maltiness that comes through. There's definitely notes of toffee, apple, ginger, and a little bit of shortbread. The finish has very little sherry. Uh, light, Kind of a light sherry note and a light uh, bit of oak and spice. I thought it was a very nice whiskey, but to be honest, I'm not sure that it added much over the 10-year-old. And... Um, I would say that although I liked it, uh, I didn't like it as much as the 10. And I think if you factored in price and value, which has got to cost more, um, I think for the money, the 10 is really the the sweet spot. So I gave it a solid three sips. Um, Interesting. Wouldn't pour it out. But
0: uh, what would you pour out?
3: (laughs) That's a good question.
0: You ever see? you ever see the movie Bottle Shock when the guy goes crazy and starts drinking out of the spit bucket? Yeah, okay. <laughs> We're not saying anyone here has done that, but I'm I've looking seen at people it. at their- <laughs> I've <laughs> seen yeah. it. <laughs> yeah, trust me. If anybody's seen it, Alan's seen it.
1: Well, I'll tell you my thoughts on this 12-year-old. I, I think it's absolutely dynamic. The explosion in the mouth, the mouth feel, the really, really good balance to it. I don't think... Uh, that this deserves anything less than the five, at least from my personal flavors, because all oh of us
4: my goodness. <laughs> stop,
1: stop, stop.
0: <laughs> the sound Alan's wife has never made. Yeah. But not I, when he's home. I, I think <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
1: okay. I think this is, oh. is super terrific. Harm really perm- one there. of the best whiskeys yeah. I've ever had. Here you
2: go. Here's another more than twelve.
0: Where I, I uh well, she's made it. Just when the pool man's there, yeah, yeah it's all right.
1: It's just, and he's Bob. a nice guy. Oh, he
0: is. A hundred bucks a month, man. He earns that. All right, kids. You, you, I, I, I'm just shocked to be at this table. Yeah. Okay.
2: <laughs> I'm
1: shocked.
0: For any of the listeners out there that have heard this show before, they're now yeah. you know swerving their cars or, or yeah. falling off of their chair. All right.
1: Just
2: a comp- let, let me say <laughs> something. Yes, your dad does this, say
0: something. This 12-year-old,
2: if this was a 12-year-old boy, this would be the kind of boy you let live. Let me tell you, my brother, he let his 12-year-old boys live, but he made a mistake because they became 16-year-old boys.
0: Well, yeah, that's a problem.
2: <laughs> Look, it, this is almost a teenager here, this 12-year-old, and this is the type of kid you want to have in your house. Yeah, absolutely. This is, a, this is a good kid. This Oh, this is a beautiful 12-year-old. Um I what Maury was talking about the honey and the, the oak I got, but what really got me right away was coconut, which was surprising because it's only 20% uh, bourbon fill, and you know that coconut you note know, generally comes from American casks. So I wonder what the refill is like. But because when I when I first smelled it, it was like sweet coconut and and the lemon and almost a little bit of cocoa coming out. The refill it's 100% plywood, I believe. <laughs> there you go. A distinct note of Home Depot but uh, anyway this I just love the nose I keep coming back to it the the fla- the palette was dead on what Maury was saying with the toffee and the orange and the shortbread and it's got a uh, great weight to it I want to almost give it a five but I think that the oak was a little bit heavy for me on this one they say light uh, I mean there uh, Maury said light oak I gave it more medium and it's not quite a five, but it's close. I'm gonna give it a four. Four sips. All
4: right. That's
0: classified. Yeah, I've gotta, I've gotta agree with you. Um, you know, for me, it's, it's a four as well. Um, but i I'm, I'm with Maury on this one. Uh, it's a great whiskey. The extra two years and the extra ABV didn't bump it up as much as i would like see i, I disagree with both of you i think I, yeah, well and, and that's you know and that's it like, like i told you when i tried I, this the first time that was my first thought today sitting here now i think they're much closer than they were the first time i tried them side by side mm-hmm. um but you know again you're talking two years and you're talking three points in 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 abv that that's not a, a, a big difference so i really am probably over expecting a big difference i think it's an excellent whiskey um Apples, uh, been a, a, a bit of shortbread, a little bit of citrus. Um, the sherry notes are a little bit more pronounced, obviously. Uh, you're, you're picking that up. but uh, 20% overall. first fill. Overall, you know, a, a good solid whiskey. Um, you know, I, trust me, I wouldn't, I, I wouldn't cry if you handed me this one as opposed to the ten. Um, if I was paying for it, I might pay for the ten quicker than I'd pay for the twelve.
2: I, I, I have no idea what the retail yeah, price on either. these is, and
0: I'm the retail guy at the table. I haven't even bothered looking anything up right now. No, somebody hasn't been doing their job. Okay. Yes, I know. <laughs> all Some right, operation. all right. Our next product is going to be the Glengoin Fifteen, and that's again forty three percent ABV. This is a 2013 gold medal winner at the San Francisco World Spirits competition we've got a 20 percent sherry fill first fill cask we've got 30 percent first fill bourbon cask and 50 percent refill cask Um, this is this is one that honestly this is my favorite one of the range Um, and the last time I tasted these I tasted all of these in a row as well and this one for the money this one really hit it for me it's got a great mouth feel to it. Um, the oils on this are very mouth-coating. You know, it's got a it's got a really nice color to it. It's got a, you know, an, a, a sort of a light bronze. You're
2: just so fixated about color, Bob. Just so fixated.
0: Listen to the, it was an Alabama boy. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, nuts, nuts, nuts. nuts huge, here, here. huge, Th- this huge. This one's
2: for you, Bob. Nuttiness,
0: yeah. I mean, like, Like that that, that bitter uh, walnut aroma, I mean, this thing is huge loaded with almonds and walnuts. Um, Got a great mouthfeel to it. It's got a sweet citrus to it. Uh, Toasted brown bread. Um, It's got a nice light finish on it. Uh, I I can't think, I really can't say anything bad about this. I, I give this a solid four. I'm surprised you didn't go five. You were waxing poetic about it. He was waxing poetic. You know, me, fives for me are very, very few and far between. It's yeah. got to be life-altering to be five. This is a great whiskey, though. All right. I mean, it's been a whiskey. long time since we've had this many fours at the
3: table. A, yeah.
2: This I don't think... This is one of our best uh, distiller uh, takeovers. I've... I've based on what we've tasted today this is just a lot of uh, a lot of good high ratings well I'm
3: going to echo what uh, what Bob said and that is I really thought it was a major step up from the 12 I love the viscosity on the palate I thought it felt just fabulous in the mouth Um, I agree with everything he said in terms of the the description and I think uh, it really is a quintessential uh, 15 year old Highland Scotch malt whiskey Uh, just really terrific the nuts really came through um Toffee, cinnamon, spice—it really just had everything. I think that this is a classic Scotch, and really will appeal to virtually any Scotch drinker. And uh, I give it—I give it my very, very first five sips.
1: All right. Oh my goodness! Yes, yes, yes. What do you think, Alan? Maury, I tend to agree with you. I think this is one of the most sophisticated whiskeys with. Tremendous balance that I've tasted, you know, during the course of this year. The good part is I taste a lot of whiskeys, but I think really? you, you taste a whiskey or two. Who yeah, you yeah. didn't give, yeah, on I, rare I didn't give an Alan an intro about on, his on a rare
2: occasion.
1: <laughs> Alan's, Alan's kind of famous in the business. Yeah, but uh, don't listen to that. I just like to drink. He's famous at the post office as well, but <laughs> we won't go there. But no, this is a tremendously sophisticated, well-balanced whiskey. There are a lot of whiskeys that I love, and there are whiskeys that I like less, but I could agree on the quality of them. You know, the other part is just my own flavor profile. But this is a really fabulous whiskey. And would I choose it as my Desert Island whiskey? Probably not because I'm an Isla fan. But on the other hand, if a palette of this Fell on shore, and I was on that desert island. You and Will—I'd be one happy sense. son of a gun. Yep. All right. Well, All right. I, how many how many sips did you give it? I I'll, I'll give this a five as well. I'll really I'm give it this movie. five. I do have to uh, uh, do add something that uh, Harmit had
3: touched on, and that is that uh, we are actually privileged to have Alan with us today. Uh, although many of us consider ourselves professionals. Alan has been in the scotch uh, industry for quite some time. Uh, He's done an amazing job running one of the premier scotch whiskey societies in the United States. And uh, hearing that from Alan really is
1: inspiring and means quite a lot and should carry a lot of weight. As much as I love single cast, single malts, that's as much as I love blends. And that's as much as I love traditional single malts. They're all unique. They're all different. It, they have to be appreciated. And those who can let themselves open their minds to appreciate all whiskeys, this Not is one that you really need to appreciate.
4: Oh, but the whole elation, Riding down this lover's avenue As slow as a willow blow or as fast as the whirlwind grows, we glide beneath the stars in cobalt blue. To the left, to the right, keep your eyes on the road, my darling, wondering if we're only passing through. Just forever, sweet love.
0: Our eyes ahead on these back roads with a view. All right, we're back. Uh, let's see what Harmeet thought about the 15.
2: Okay, thanks, Bob. Um, the 15-year-old. This is a beautiful, beautiful whiskey. I mean... It's a step up from the 12, but um, I don't know that I love it more than the 12. It's a different whiskey. To me, the nose was uh, lemon, and uh, the nuttiness was there, but I got a hint of cocoa on there, and the palate, that mouthfeel was just that was stunning. Uh, I gave it four sips. All right. I just hey, I th- you guys said everything there was to say about this whiskey. It's beautiful. All right. So get go get a bottle of heads. All
3: right, we'll have Maury talk about our next one. Okay, thank you, Bob. Our next product is the Glen Goyne 18-year single malt, clocking in again at uh, 43% uh, ABV. It's a 2014 double gold medal winner at the San Francisco World Spirits competition. Uh, You'll notice a little bit of a change here. 35% first fill sherry casks, 15%... um, first fill bourbon casks and 50% refill casks. I like that they're doing the sherry more. I like yeah, that stuff. I do too. Uh, it's got a beautiful uh, medium gold color and um, you get lots of interesting things on the nose. I thought predominantly I got brown sugar and uh, a little bit of tropical fruit. It's got, a, again, a really nice uh, mouth feel. I thought it was fairly similar to the 15 year old in, uh, in many respects. On the palette, I got uh, walnuts, warm spice, orange. Uh, I did get a little cocoa, uh, just as Harmit noticed in the previous one, and it's got a lengthy, warm, dry uh, finish. I thought it was a beautiful whiskey. I thought it was well balanced. Um, I thought it was very well crafted. Uh, I'm not sure that I would spend the additional money over the 15. I thought it was very comparable to the 15, and if it were the same price, I would definitely. Uh, Pick it up, but uh, in terms of dollars and value, the 15 uh, I think really so far has been the sweet spot for me. I give this based on both price, value, and tasting
1: a solid three sips. Interesting. All right, Alan, what would you think? This is one complex dram of whiskey. Um, I love it for a lot of reasons. Uh, The cocoa that meat spoke about is probably the thing that resonates most in me and the cocoa is not necessarily like a chocolatey cocoa it's a, a powdered cocoa yeah like so, a judge cocoa yeah yeah so i'm getting cocoa at the back of my mouth see i
2: got that in the last two whiskeys in, in the 18 i agree with you this is, it's much more prominent here but yeah i did get that i picked up on it a hint it on the last two but here like you're saying it's up there
1: And I like the spiciness, it's got good spiciness, it's got good astringency to it, Uh, it's not to me, I I wouldn't call it like a, a heavily sherry finished whiskey or anything like that, I'm not really noticing all that, I've noticed sherry, but not all that much sherry, and it's great whiskey, and I'm getting that dustiness in my mouth, you know, towards the end, which tells me the cocoa part of it is very, very good and I think that it's probably at it's peak I think you know whiskey doesn't necessarily get better when it's older it just gets more expensive and <laughs> this 18 year like this, wives. Eight, yeah. this 18 year old is, is terrific so it really is there's no negatives yeah. towards it but I, I think it's at it's epitome um, I love it you know I'll give it a 4 I'm a younger whiskey drinker
2: yeah You're, you like the young whiskeys and i'm gonna have to talk to your wife about like that uh, 18 year olds are at the peak right
1: well what she doesn't know doesn't hurt her there
2: you go. got a lot of listeners today Alan, thanks.
1: <laughs> <laughs> anyway she would appreciate it trust me are you kidding she'd, been, yeah, she'd be she'd be happy for the break <laughs> <I have> no <laughs> doubt about it <laughs> Any of you out there that are young and dumb, yeah, please call in. We'd love to talk to you. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Harm, what would you think?
2: I I like this whiskey a lot. I, mean, I don't. There's not a bad whiskey on the table today, and and we've had bad whiskeys before. This, let me tell you, there's not a bad whiskey today. Everything these guys produce, I've I've loved. Um, mm, one fireball, fireball. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. I uh, one thing I noticed is. You know, everyone's talking about the cocoa on this one, but I, I'm again, I'm the iconoclast. To me, what stood out for me on this whiskey was the fruit. When I smelled it, it was apples, and I got a huge hint of melon. There's a there's nice melon here. I mean, an 18 year old with nice melons. <laughs>
3: Just saying. <laughs>
1: The FBI Har-meet. and Harmeet go very yes. far back on fruits. Yes. Yeah. Thank you, everybody. Get your yeah. mind out of the
3: gutter, Harmeet. Yeah. Yeah. Uh. but uh,
2: I love the nose, and I did get melon. I did get the brown sugar uh, afterwards. Uh, the, the first hit, it's the very when you, when you're when the nose is further away from the glass. That's when the lighter, the fruit, the melon comes out. You get in there deeper. It's marzipan. It's the cocoa, and on the palate, it was that nuttiness, the almonds, the walnuts, the cocoa, the orange, and I love this long finish. It was beautiful long finish, and I give it a solid four sips. So what you're saying is, me love you long time. That's classified. Okay. Yeah. Eighteen year old with melons. Long time. Yep. Whole thing. Let's do it go
1: all the go all the way in yeah, I, I i you know hallelujah 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 <laughs> yeah this is
0: this is this is an excellent whiskey i mean there i i can't really say a bad thing about this um the color on it is beautiful um i definitely pick up a lot of the fruit i pick up a lot of the cocoa note um a little bit of uh, citrus i pick up the uh, sort of the dry bitterness of almonds in it um rich ripe fruits, got a great finish to it um you yeah, know really I, I you know i might maybe increase the number of bourbon casts that they're they're putting into this but other than that i i i can't think of anything to really make it any better i give it a solid four that's
4: classified
0: all right, right, kids. Right, we're to our last product, which is the Glengoyne Twenty One Year. You want
1: Alan to do this one? Yeah, let's we're going to have side. Alan do that one. So, okay, let me pour some into glass because that's the only way to do it properly. Oh, do it live, Alan. Do it live. Do it live. Okay, so I am pouring a, a right small. If, if you sample. don't mind, I'll, yeah. I'll
2: just I'll just take some yeah. out. Too. Thank you.
1: Okay, just don't put it in your pocket, Harvey. You know, leave it on the table. All right. Fine. Okay, so right. let's talk about the Maury. The twenty-one-year-old. Now, this is a majority of uh, whiskey that was aged in first-fill sherry casks. Uh, personally, I am not a big lover of sherry casks, and I am, you know, out of of society because most people love whiskey aged in sherry casks because it gives a mellowness and it gives extra fruit and it gives just a lot of great things, but i am going to close my eyes and i'm going to taste it blind not that i'm blind drunk but i may be in a few minutes and i'm going to taste this blind and i'm going to give you my honest interpretation
2: i I don't think he knows what tasting blind means but you're tasting you know that was
1: really horrible oh you're always
4: complaining
1: (laughs) darn this actually is very very good the sherry is not overpowering and that's a problem I have with sherry aged whiskies. Most of them are overpowering. They're unbalanced. They're unbalanced. You can't get the, the feel and the taste of the whiskey because there's just too much sherry on it. Not you know not that sherry's bad. I like smoke, but this one has really a well balanced amount of sherry, of sherry to it. And this is the second time I'm tasting it, and it tastes a lot better the second time I'm on.
2: Maury, Maury turned me down for a sip last time. He's just opening it up again now. Thanks to your review. That's yeah. good.
1: Yeah, and you know what? You know, I I have a, a personal feeling about whiskey. If it makes your mouth pucker, it's over the hill. Too much tannin. Too much tannin. This one doesn't make your mouth pucker. That cocoa flavor, or I don't know if it's a cocoa flavor or if it's just that feeling in your mouth is there. My mouth doesn't. I'm talking about dustiness. Yeah, yeah, the dustiness, and this is great. This is just phenomenal.
2: I I think it's awesome. Yeah. All right, kids. You guys were uh, we're passing out the fours and uh, one one five here for Maury today. This is my five uh, my five sip whiskey today.
1: Oh my goodness! Yes. 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 yes.
2: All right, one hundred percent sherry cask. Everything sherry cask. But and the most of its first fill, but I think the balance here is because they use some second fill. They had they didn't over sherry. It's not a hundred percent first right. fill. Not a hundred percent share. It's I mean it's hundred percent sherry. but it's not a hundred percent first fill. There is some second fill, probably some maybe even third fill barrels here, to bring down that uh, overpowering sherry that Alan dis- dislikes. But frankly, I like good sherryed whiskey. I'm in the majority of the public there, and it just it it hit every. Every little check mark, everything I wanted. It's apples and rich leather and and like almost like a suede note, uh, fresh suede jacket. Toffee sherry. There's fruit cake. It's freaking great. And then on the pallet, the sherry's there, but I got rose petals. I got dried fruit. And uh, when I added water, the fruit just came out. I mean, I only ordered a few few drops. We talk about water and no water all the time, but just a few drops on this and it was great, and with the tannic finish, since twenty, it is twenty-one years in oak. I think it did appreciate the water a little bit more. It did bring down the tannin some, and the finish just got longer. This is this is all the way five for me. So I, I already said it was five. You don't, have to yeah. press the, don't don't play the sound effects.
0: Just have another drink. Yeah. All right.
3: What do you think, Maury? Well, I do have to agree. Um, I think it's a phenomenal whiskey. I think that um, I I too am a sherry cask fan. The fact that it's 100% sherry cask shines through. And I would agree with the previous comments from both Alan and Harmeet. It's not overly sherried. And again, I believe that uh, Harmeet is correct that it's the the very nice blend of both first fill and non first fill sherry casks. I love the color. It's got the nicest, deepest color of all of them. It definitely has a copper um and again that's all natural since they're not adding any caramel there's there's a lot of red glints in that that's not just copper that's like deeper and redder like
0: yeah old bronze just yeah yeah, it's just it's it's beautiful it's it's lovely.
3: um and and i agree i love the toffee the sherry notes the dried cherries there's a little bit of fruitcake up uh on the nose and on the palate it's got just a little bit of everything um it's just a really wonderful, beautiful whiskey. This is a special occasion whiskey, at really uh, not a so special occasion price. It's under two hundred, I think. So we yes. you know, we talked
2: about. I uh, know Maury mentioned value for price, and a lot of times we never talked about the retail of any of these whiskeys. But we'll, we'll we can bring that up. We 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 can we we have the prices in Florida. I don't know wherever you live. We don't know what it costs, but uh, we'll we'll have the prices later. But uh,
3: but I think for an under $200 retail whiskey, 200, yeah. this drinks like a very expensive whiskey. It's a beautiful whiskey. It's well-balanced. If you like sherry, and uh, I recognize that some people like a much more heavily peated whiskey, I, I think this is probably the quintessential sherried, uh whiskey. Uh, so I gave it a solid four sips. All right. The, <laughs> does no one know the irony here? This is the second time he's used the,
2: used the word quintessential today. I've been counting. Second time quintessential for you, but you that's quintessence, the fifth essence. Mm-hmm. You've given both of your quintessential whiskeys four, four sips. You're drinking too much. can't
1: spell quintessential, please. I think we have to take another look at this. You know, of course, this is a very, very good whiskey. What we need here to compare it with is some very, very bad women. So any of you <laughs> that are listening, please call in because you'll meet the most wonderful guys that you'll ever meet in your alan, life
2: alan is just itching for
0: trouble
1: yeah that's his life that's his you middle name in,
2: you, you, before we have an intervention for alan
0: bob what did you think well i'm just sitting here thinking maury's waxing poetic over something that has no bourbon casks in it whatsoever you're you're and he's a bourbon guy your your mafia card has been revoked um uh, <laughs> i i've got to agree with with all you guys, I, I think not going hundred percent. First fill sherry definitely was the way to go on this one. Uh, you know, there's, I, I like all whiskeys. I, I, I take them for what they are. I like white whiskeys. I like heavily peated. I like medium peated. I like high one, You know, I, I I appreciate them for what they are. I have a hard time with the lowland stuff, but there's some even good even ones. the Lowlands ones. It it may not be the first thing that I grab, but uh, you know it's I appreciate just the alcohol ones. in it. Yeah, it's yeah, yeah. exactly. But it's uh, a- Alan has his priorities. Yeah, too. I you know I, I try to appreciate it for what it is, and you know I love an Iowa, but it's not the first thing I always grab. And it's I and I somebody pointed out to me I I never drink it alone. Yeah. No. I only drink it when people are around. And if I had people who were into it, oh, we'll go through you know, large quantities of it. But now, um, If I'm
2: doing peated whiskey, it's the the ending whiskey yeah. of the night. It's, yeah. Oh, well, yeah,
0: you always do that at the end. But still, it's but still, this know, whiskey, I appreciate it for what it is. But this whiskey, I think they had just the right amount of sherry on it. I and think any more would have, would have made it too sweet, too cloying. I think it would have taken it way too far.
2: And every one of their whiskeys, no peat whatsoever. Air dried, and I still... I still really
1: liked it.
0: Yeah, uh, you know, so so this you could drink alone, Bob. I mean, it's got a great sherry. It's got some
1: toffee. It's got. it's <laughs> Marie's
0: trying to get Bob to drink alone. <laughs> Too late. Hey, if
1: you guys were listening to Jim Cramie he would go bye bye bye.
0: <laughs> yeah, great, great whiskey. Uh, you know, I, I give it a good solid four. Um, you know, I can't say right. a bad thing <laughs> about it. Um, you know, so what did you guys think about the line?
3: I thought the line was really spectacular. There were no bad whiskeys today. Not at all. I think we're splitting hairs to find some subtleties and differences among them. Uh, I think wherever your uh, budget allows, you can't pick a bad whiskey from the line. No, Glen. Glen Goins, where it's at.
2: I, I, I only. Ha- I wish they just brought us the twenty-five year old man. What's up with that, Alan? You know where we can get some twenty-five year old Glen Goin?
1: <laughs> well, I do have a few casts hidden here and there of it and i'm happy to make it available at the right price but i will say this the distillery label whiskeys are fabulous i enjoyed them tremendously uh they are as good as every great whiskey that i know of from scotland and you're not you're not gonna like it unless you try it so enjoy
0: Well, that's all the time we have today. We hope you enjoyed this episode. You can catch all of our episodes online as well as on SoundCloud, TuneIn, Stitcher, YouTube, Google Play, PRX, and Spreaker, our native media host. iTunes, Google Play, and our own Android app are the easiest ways to enjoy the show on your phone. Just search Sip Suds Smokes on iTunes or in the Google Play store. We love your feedback, so please reach out to us online at info at our daily tasting notes flow out on Twitter every day at Sips Suds and Smokes, and our Facebook page is always buzzing with lots of news. Do us a favor and please rate this episode if you're listening to us on uh, Google Play or iTunes. Uh, we you know we're, your your ratings are a, a big help to us, and we enjoy your feedback. I want to thank our co-hosts for joining us today. Thank you, Armi. Thank you,
1: Maury. As always, a pleasure, Bob. Hey, it was my pleasure being here today. Anything that gets me out of the house is good. <laughs> well, we'll offer you more 18-year-olds, Alan. <laughs> thank you, thank you, thank you, Army. I love your tasting <laughs> great whiskey.
0: All right, that's it for this episode of Sid Suds and Smokes. And this is Man Mad Bob, and we thank you for joining us. Remember, life is too short to drink cheap whiskey. Mm-hmm. Amen.